me start by asking this question. How dangerous is the world in which we live today? This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Now, as I begin this program today, I just want to take a moment to thank the many of you that responded via email to the interview that we had with Dr. Roger Hotkinson from Alberta, Canada, and his take on what we're doing in terms of the pandemic. I hope that that broadcast meant a lot to you. Today, I'm thinking about four or five things that are just tossing through my mind. I've been thinking a lot lately of some of the false teachers and preachers that are out there. The ones that, well, they do the same thing that uh, Dr. Fauci does. They spread fear to get compliance. And there are a lot of these end-time ministries that I've run across over the years that, that try to put fear on you to get you to give. Now, I want to thank those that support this program, and I hope that you're not doing it out of fear. You shouldn't be. What I try to do on this broadcast, the whole reason for Truth to Ponder, is to share with you information, to give you news you can use. And I've been doing this for a little over a year. Many of you know the background to this program. It started on the 31st of August last year. I'd considered doing something more than just the weekend radio show I've been doing for like over six years, going on to seven actually. And I realized that with the way the world had gone so quickly last year and the things that I was beginning to see under the surface of the actual news headlines, this program was needed. And and not just me, I'm not putting myself out there as some super wise sage full of knowledge I'm saying that God is raising up many people and many voices and many ministries to each do their part that's how I look at it I'm just one small call it for lack of a better word voice in the wilderness trying to prepare the way of the Lord and his second coming and I try to do that by giving you a realistic assessment of the news that you're seeing. I felt very strongly last year in April that so much of what was being said and being pushed out by the media and even government, there was something wrong, like it's manipulation, manipulation of numbers. There's still one word that is tossed around in the media and in government endlessly and it becomes the excuse to do anything that they want to do that word is cases cases coronavirus cases and we learned yesterday we've known for quite a while that a case is generally figured based upon a pcr test Doctor after doctor, including the now late inventor of the PCR test, warned about its dangers and how you can't rely on it to be your sole diagnostic for any kind of virus. I mean, that's the inventor of the PCR test. But we went ahead under emergency use authorization 
to make that our so-called gold standard to find out who's infected and who's not. The numbers range wildly for several reasons. Number one, how many times is that test run over and over again to increase the results on any particular person? In other words, if you're new to the program, I'm going to give you a little insight on what a PCR test does and a term called cycle threshold. A cycle threshold is the number of times whatever the swab finds in your nose is essentially, if it finds viral material, even the tiniest amount, it doubles it, then doubles it again, then doubles it again. It's kind of like doubling a penny every day for a month. The first few times you double it, you don't have much. One cent, two cent, four cents, eight cents, 16 cents, 32 cents, 64 cents. Takes you a week to you know get past a dollar. But by the end of the month, you've got a million dollars just by doubling a penny every day for a month. And, and this is what a PCR test, it finds some, some kind of viral fragment and it tries to reduplicate it and multiply it so we can get an idea of what it may or may not be. And so you now have a positive test. Some of the thresholds being used are absolutely absurd. The inventor talked in terms of maybe 30 or less, but there were some laboratories doing 35 or 38 or even 40. As Dr. Hodkinson said yesterday, and many other legitimate, well-respected doctors who put their careers on the line, their income on the line, their reputations at stake, have said that when you have these incredibly high number of cycle thresholds, you get an incredibly high number of fake and false positives. So we become case-driven. Now, those that have listened to this program for any length of time know that I'll be the first one to tell you that there is a virus out there, and it can be deadly for many people. It can make many people very sick. Many people have died. What we have failed to do properly over the past year and a half is to work with known therapeutics that actually have results. Doctor after doctor, physician after physician, many that I've talked to, agree on one thing. And these are not not strange doctors that failed medical school. These are some of the top in their field. And they don't understand why workable therapeutics are trashed, why they are lied about. There was a hit piece in a publication called The Rolling Stone about ivermectin, calling it a horse dewormer. That's all they want to call it is a horse dewormer. And the mindless masses that just listen to whatever they're told off the mainstream media and pop stars, they simply believe it at face value. Never learning the truth, never wanting to know the truth, they're happy to be kept in their ignorance. 
Turns out that things like ivermectin have been around for human beings for almost 30 years. And it has many possible uses for people. There's even a Canadian pharmacy. I don't have the name of the of the trade name, but there's a trade name for ivermectin in Canada. And people have been ordering, they've been ordering the dosage and the ivermectin created for people from Canada. I'm just telling you, it's out there. When Donald Trump first mentioned hydroxychloroquine, everybody at the mainstream media went totally insane. They were foaming at the mouth on TV. How dare he say that? How dare he mention that? You cannot do that. Turns out hydroxychloroquine had been used. It's been around for like, oh, I don't know, 80 years or something like that. Designed to treat people who have malaria. And it tends to, with zinc, aid those that are having difficulty breathing. I'm not going to get into all the details, but so many doctors that I have talked to and interviewed and read, they all agree on several things. Number one, these anti these antibacterial type medications like ivermectin, like hydroxychloroquine and the other things that they do, coupled with zinc and vitamin D, and in some cases even a steroid, have proven to be incredibly effective treatments. Dr. McCullough, who's been very outspoken, put his entire career on the line because he is going to tell the truth, and he doesn't care about the ramifications. The truth to him far exceeds the political pressure, or I should say the politically correct pressure, on him and he speaks out and he makes the claim and he can back it up that 85% of the people that died of or with COVID probably could have been saved by the proper treatment early on. I think the good doctor, Dr. Roger Hodkinson said it best yesterday. The treatment in in most places has been, you're not sick enough to be in the hospital. Go home till you turn blue and get really sick before you come back. Rather than treating them. And now you have this incredible push to get the world vaccinated with an experimental concoction. And you've got governments in Australia. They, They want to, even after things get better, They still want to lock out any unvaccinated person from the economy. Doesn't make any sense. What is going on with all of this nonsense about everybody needs to be vaccinated? Everybody needs to have a passport, a vaccination passport. To, you know, in the United States, to go from state to state, in Canada, province to province, in Australia, state to state. And it'll only clamp down and get worse. There's no way it's ever going to get better. 
We are coming into a time unprecedented. I look over history and I see the years of World War II and how bad they were starting in the 1930s across parts of Europe as dictators and tyrants rose up. Mussolini, Adolf Hitler to name two. Joseph Stalin in the Soviet Union. And before we knew it, millions upon millions of people died across that landscape. The Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor. Think of the thousands that died trying to defend and push back the armies and navies and airstrikes of Japan. Those were a tumultuous time in our history, but a a period of peace, more or less, followed, even though there was a Cold War. World War I, and the years that it ran. But things are different in this modern age. We have people saying, COVID will be with us forever. That's what they're saying down in Australia. So get used to the idea that everybody must be vaccinated. And we're already beginning to hear the vaccinations really don't work. And because they really don't work, you're going to need a booster, then another booster, and then more booster shots. And what it appears to become is is this never-ending cycle of vaccines injected into people. Now, follow me for just a moment, and then I'm going to be moving on to a couple of other things that I think are equally as important today. Very quickly, when the vaccines were first rolled out, how many remember the the promise of like 95% efficacy rate? Incredible, like 95% will become bulletproof to COVID, was what they were trying to get you to believe. And they had people running out, lining up, especially the older folk. Then they opened it up to the next group and then the next group. But somewhere along the way, the urge of getting these vaccines has dwindled. It's dwindled worldwide, and now it's going to become cohesion. Uh, We're going to, you can't go shopping. You can't go to a restaurant. You can't do this. You can't do that unless you take this experimental concoction that could kill you. Maybe not today, maybe somewhere down the road. We'll talk about that too, just briefly. There's an opinion analysis that came out of the Washington Times showing the World Health Organization oversold the vaccine and depreciated natural immunity. Now, we have several friends and family members that over the past 18 months have come down with covid And they have recovered. They are not wanting to take the vaccine because they understand they have natural immunity. And as time goes by and data begins to leak out a little bit about these leaky vaccines. Why would you want to take this concoction when you already have natural immunity that is vastly superior to whatever a vaccine could give you, regardless of what Dr. Fraud says. Fraud Fauci has made a lot of claims, and he keeps changing those claims week in, week out. 
He's the only man I know that can get up on a platform and lie for 18 months and everybody just hangs on every word that the liar says. For some strange reason, as this article said, the CDC, the WHO, NIH, and of course, the big pharma companies that are making the vaccines. And let's be totally honest about our understanding of viruses and our natural immunity, how it is created, how our body is so incredibly able to fight off all kinds of illnesses because of this multi-level immune system. The vaccine is only triggering one of those systems, not all. And so how people can think it's better than How people can think the vaccines are somehow better than natural immunity is absolutely absurd. Study after study are showing a bunch of stuff. Number one, people really believed in January, February, and March. If they got the vaccine, they become bulletproof against COVID. When people that were vaccinated started getting COVID, well, they were just the rare breakthrough cases. Well, they're not as rare as they would have you believe. And maybe in the short term, the vaccine may prevent extreme illness. We also know the vaccine's abilities are waning after just a handful of months. It's not lifetime protection. It's not two or three years protection. It's measured in months. I have to agree with something that many doctors have said the variants are probably being created by those that are vaccinated like the Delta variant countries like India had high vaccination rates where did Delta come from India it's what a virus does it tries to work its way around the immune system and it begins to morph and change and vary and becomes a variant We have to realize that there's a lot of money involved in all this. And and there, to me, is the biggest danger. It is now stated that people given both doses of the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine are almost six times more likely to contract the Delta infection and sevenfold more times likely to have a symptomatic disease than those who had natural immunity through a prior infection of COVID-19, even if it was from last year. Do you understand that the natural infection is the superior? Now you have governments demanding that we, the people, have this needle of an experiment jabbed in our arm. And, of course, the other nonsense we get nowadays is these vaccines are thoroughly approved and they're tested. You know, Facebook says approved and and they're tested. Well, they never finished their testing. The first level of testing doesn't complete till 2023. So anything they have said about approving this has been a political fraud. They have never followed the protocol for a vaccine to be used on mankind. So I call, I call this fraudulent on the part of the FDC. 
Sorry, but that's what they've done. How do you know what the long-term effects are going to be? Three years down the road, five years down the road, we don't know. We do know one thing, that every attempt in any kind of technology to vaccinate a against a coronavirus has been a dismal failure. They, they, it falls apart in time. So what makes this one any different? There's so many things that can kill us. And, and we have to remember that all this hype and fear was generated by a bogus report out of England. All of it. I can remember, like I said, I, I got called out of retirement at the very, very beginning of this in February of last year. When you first started hearing the news about a coronavirus, COVID, SARS-CoV-2, COVID-19, PCR testing, and the word vaccine, while I'm thinking about it, how many remember when people like Fauci and everybody said, we're never going to take that vaccine? You can't do it. Fauci made it clear. It would be impossible to have a vaccine within a year. Can't be done. It's totally, absolutely impossible. It takes years and years and years of research and failures to ever get a vaccine to market. That's what Fauci said last year. Now he's their biggest salesman pitching it to everybody on the TV every chance he gets. Money must talk. That's all I can think of. That's all that comes to mind. So we started out last year with this premise about how many millions of people were going to die in a short amount of time. This wasn't a projection like over the next five years or the next year or two or three. This was like over the next several months. Got to go back to February, March of last year when the Imperial College had this nonsensical program that they ran on a computer to gauge how many people would die. They were talking 3 million plus in the United States in a short amount of time. We were shown endless videos from China of people just casually walking down the street, suddenly unable to breathe and keeling over, and seconds later, people in a hazmat suit run up to carry off the dead body because they just died of COVID that just attacked them on the street. And now we have people running around with face coverings on their face, believing improperly that this mask protects them. I I, I sometimes do things I probably shouldn't do. So the other day, I'm in a small chain grocery store. I'm not going to say where. And I'm checking out just a few items that we needed. And the gal behind the register was wearing a, you know, cheap, the two for a dollar at Walmart kind of, you know, face mask. And I said, I feel sorry for you. And she said, I know. She, she said, this is the dumbest thing in the world to wear these stupid things. And she already knew, having done her reading, she said, I, I've read they really don't stop a virus. They don't stop really spreading a virus. 
I said, yeah, especially the dime store type. The Walmart, you know, two for a dollar mask. The ones that people litter all over parking lots every day. I mean, if this is so hazardous, shouldn't we be putting these face masks in a hazmat bin? Well, there's a couple behind me, and I really hadn't paid attention. And I kind of turned around. They both have got their little face diapers on. And they're staring at me. Like, what did I just say? And I said, oh, I said, I worked in emergency management. Trust me, that mask does does you no good. You mean it doesn't stop you from getting COVID? I said, never did, never will. A guy pointed out a little error yesterday in terms of size, you know, when when Dr. Hodkinson said it's kind of like using a chain link fence to stop a mosquito, that's actually incorrect. It's worse than that. It's like a four by, it's like a three foot wide opening for an itty bitty fruit fly to get through. That's the problem with these dime store masks. And you got to get down to an N95 to even begin to have the possibility. And that means properly fitted and nobody wears those things. Cloth, <laughs> cloth. Yeah, go to a go to a level four virology lab, and they're all in their hazmat suits, oxygen being pumped in. They're inflated, so have positive pressure on the inside of the suit, so viruses can't get in. That's what it takes to avoid getting a virus. But but you know that bandana that grandma made works just as well. <laughs> That's kind of what they imply. There's a lot of things that will put us at risk in this life. Flying on a plane, driving a car, riding a bike. Even standing up against Antifa can get you killed. We are at risk every day that we are alive on this earth. Why there has been such generated fear over COVID-19 is beyond me. Why there is a seeming death wish that everybody must be vaccinated right down to the youngest child. You have governments trying to pass laws where minors can get the shot and never have to tell their parents. Just like the same satanic governments want to have your children get abortions when they're minors without parents' consent. That's the moral character of those that want your children to have these so-called rights. I'm telling you, we're coming into a time, and the church is ill-prepared. I'm thinking about Matthew chapter 7, verse 15. Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravening wolves. You shall know them by their fruits. When I started this program, not just the weekday, even when I go back to the weekend program seven years ago, this has been a reoccurring theme. The false prophets, the false teachers. And I want to take some time after the break. And I want to start getting into a little discussion about things to be very leery of out there. The one thing I can be totally honest about, 
I do this program not that I want to get rich because I don't. I don't make anything out of this for myself. This is not why I do the program. I started this program for one reason, because the Lord laid it upon my heart. And for weeks, I prayed about it, debated it, and I just realized the that voice was getting louder and louder. I didn't know what the ministry would end up being. I didn't know what these programs would be like. I just knew when I started, we were in a time, last end of last summer, coming toward an election, not knowing what the future, what the virus was going to bring. And it was just, I needed to be one little voice out there to reach that group that God wants me to reach, to give them encouragement in these difficult times. I'm beginning to believe something firmly, that whatever I'm starting here with this program is going to grow and it's going to continue even when my day, whenever that may be, whether it's a year from now, whatever, I don't know. I believe that Truth to Ponder is going to become far more than just a little radio show on shortwave, a couple of domestic radio stations, and a podcast. I never thought that it would and never believed it would. But it's not, and when it does, it's not going to be for my benefit. I really believe that there's some people out there that God is calling to to help in this work. I'm, I'm convinced of it. People that have been pushed out of other places, rightly or wrongly, probably wrongly. God has raised this up, not, not Bob Bierman. I didn't raise this up. I just was obedient to sit down in front of a microphone, do a lot of reading, observing a lot of news, and trying to distill it into bite-sized pieces for you. That's what I do. And the money we raise every month is to buy airtime on shortwave radio and domestic. Mostly shortwave. Very little on domestic, but, but really for shortwave. And believe me, I'm going to add to that in the not-too-distant future. And some people say, well, why would you want to do that? Well, there are some places it can't be reached except at certain times of the day and night and on certain frequencies and asthmas. I want to make sure that I can cover as much of North America as I possibly can. That's the goal. And I hope that she'll pray with me on that goal. I really want you to stick around after the break because we're going to get into some stuff and these false teachers and preachers that are, you know, that are trying to sell everything from COVID cures to all this other stuff, it's got to stop. The body of Christ has got to stand up and say enough is enough of these false teachers and preachers. It's got to stop. And we'll talk about that in a moment. Our mailing address, if you want to contact me with just regular snail mail, is 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263, that is our secure box, number 263, Sky Valley, two words, Sky Valley, Georgia, 30537. Our web address, by the way, 
working on trying to design a new website. I am not that great at this. I used to be fairly good, but time time is my enemy, and I don't have somebody that can help with the graphic artwork that I need and some other things, but I'm working on a new site. I think it's going to look great. I'm not sure how many weeks it's going to take to get it done. I may have to break into my own personal savings to help pay to get it done, but it really needs to be done because I think the website can be more than just a portal of the radio program. It can also be a place to put some of these stories in to help you find them. And a way to hear prior programs. The website is truththenumber2ponder.com, truththenumber2ponder.com. And with that, we'll be right back. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. No, that was not a dying elephant. It's just me, the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection with a ram's horn. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on getting a special blessing, a free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Now, God came up with this holy day. You might know it as Rosh Hashanah, but it's really Yom Teruah in the Bible, or the Feast of Trumpets. Now, at the end of summer, the Hebrews were commanded to blow the shofar, the ram's horn, all day long, blasting these horns. Why? Well, the sound of the shofar was the sound of alarm, to signal that the summer harvest was about to end and the great day of atonement was near. So get ready to stand before your God. Now, the Feast of Trumpets is an amazingly prophetic holiday. You see, right now we're in the age of the great harvest. And we know that the next great event will be the sound of the trumpets, which will end the harvest. And then then we each stand before God. You see, we pretend that this life is forever as if it'll never end. So we waste our time. We put it off and we put off and we put off what we know is right for tomorrow. We fall asleep. But the Feast of Trumpets is God's wake-up call with this message. You don't have forever here. You walk through this life only once, and as surely as you came into it, one day you'll leave it. Soon it'll be past, and you'll stand before your Maker. Therefore, if you would do good, don't put it off. Do it now. If you'd repent, do it now. If you would tell that person you love them, then tell them now. If you'd forgive or be forgiven, if you'd get right, or if you'd step out in faith... If you would live in righteousness and live what you believe, then do it now. Hear the trumpets. Hear God's alarm clock, the Feast of Trumpets. Do it today because tomorrow never comes. And the day of salvation is today. Now, how'd you like to receive some special daily meditations with the teachings and riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus to give you victory for every day of your week and updates on Israel, world events and prophecy and a free subscription to Sapphires and the mystery of the temple doors. All free. You'll love it. How do you get all this? Easy. Remember Jesus's Hebrew name, Yeshua, and dial it. That's it. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. Call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now, I invite you to join with me in the Great Commission to bring salvation back to the Jewish people and to reach millions of unreached peoples around the world on five continents. Just call now. 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct. The Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. It's The Nice Jewish Boy. It's Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, until next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah, Melech Haba, the coming king.
This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Have you ever noticed that those that want to keep you safe, many of them want to keep you in bondage? I look at news headlines every day. Saw this one. Canada's conservatives announce vaccine passports if they win the election. Erin O'Toole promised a federal proof of vaccine system if his party gets elected, meaning that if you support civil civil liberties in Canada, you're going to have very few options as all the major parties now support the invasive practices. When I see police grabbing pastors and throwing them on the ground, when I see people's rights being trampled upon, religious freedom being ripped away, all in the name of your safety, no, it's for their power. Life is full of risk, my friends. Someone said it best. A lion is safe in a cage. (laughs) That's right. But that's not what lions are meant to be. You and I can be, quote, safe, locked in our homes, especially if we're unvaccinated. But that doesn't make us what God intended us to be. I'm getting to the point, I've already been to this point, where I no longer trust politicians. I'll tell you that much right now. And too many people that call themselves Christians are looking for politics and politicians to come back and fix things. Here in the United States, hey, just wait till 2022, we'll fix it. Wait till 2024, we'll get it done. We don't have until 2022, and we really don't have till 2024. Time is short. As the door of freedom is being shut like a cage in which we are contained. I mean, you got Trudeau in Canada wanting to spend, what, another billion dollars for a COVID-19 proof of vaccination fund to assist in the provinces in developing and implementing their own system. And now you've got the so-called freedom-loving conservatives stabbing you in the back saying, oh no, we need need to have everybody vaccinated and we don't know what's going to happen in three years. We don't know what will happen next year. The opinions on that vary wildly. I mean, even among doctors that are opposed to the vaccine, Some talk about a significant uptick in people dying in the next couple of years, and some talk about massive dying off over three or five years. We won't know till we get there, will we? Saw a story that broke my heart out of New Mexico. Young mother had decided to get vaccinated now that her child is born. And now the child is dead blood clots because of mother's milk containing the spike protein. We don't know how this vaccine is going to impact fertility. We don't know how it's going to impact our long-term health. But all the indicators I'm seeing, it's not going to be that good. That's obvious. So now we have in Canada the idea of the conservatives now 
wanting to lock you down, make you a slave, and force you to get vaccinated with a vaccine that does not stop the spread or getting COVID-19 and is increasingly appearing to be the driving force behind the deadly variants. I talked this past weekend about this mass delusion that goes on in the world today. These unrighteous people, I don't care if they call themselves conservatives or liberals or leftists or whatever, doesn't matter if their heart is truly not in the right place, then they are going to be among those that are given great delusion, according to the Bible. And and a lot of people don't see that. Remember, Jesus said, Matthew 7, verse 15, Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. You shall know them by their fruits. One of the biggest problems, I think, The United States, Canada, United Kingdom, Australia, virtually any Western nation that claims to have some kind of a Christian heritage. We no longer look to our God, our help in ages past. We're looking for the politicians to save us. A politician to to end the virus. When you look at polling data in the United States, those that voted for Joe Biden, they believed he could handle the pandemic better. Well, here we are eight months later, and it doesn't look any better. This idea of statism, it's a heresy. It is a true heresy. That's where you put your power and trust in the state. And you allow the state to have control over every aspect of your life, including how you are allowed to worship, pray, and function in society. In other words, the state becomes your God. Chinese government, Soviet Union, that's what they worked to achieve, that they became the God of your life, the substance of your life. The purpose of your life was the state. Unfortunately, we have many deceived individuals in the Western world that believe that's a good idea. How many young people have been indoctrinated in our school systems not to understand the idea of personal responsibility? That's why they willingly get vaccines. That's why they willingly do all kind of things that are not really in their best interest. Because they get something in return. The church has been terribly weak overall. Now, there are, there are plenty of exceptions out there. John MacArthur is one. Stood up to the state of California and their draconian lockdowns. And they've won their suit. They're not going to be bothered anymore. Yet there's this this war out there. We got to get everybody vaccinated. We got everybody under control. I really don't believe it has anything to do with COVID nineteen, because these politicians know just as well as I do that these vaccines are failing, 
and they're going to require booster shots on a regular basis, probably twice a year. Imagine that, having all of your credit and your medical history rolled into some kind of a vaccine passport while Google is selling out your Gmail and uh, and all your experiences online. The government is going to have control over you. There's going to be a war on cash. You know it and I know it. It's coming. All those illegal activities that people use cash for. Let's go to a, a card system. And once your money is tied up in a card that can be turned on or off, well, I guess you'll have to comply with whatever your statism government wants. If the state wants you not to worship or give money to your church, you have no way to do it because they'll turn your card off. You're going, Bob, are you out of your mind? Well, look at companies like PayPal. Look at certain credit card companies and banks that have cut off Christians and conservatives because they say things that they don't like. Like they call transgenderism a mental illness. Or this these people that get sued because they will not call a biological male a her. The person who's the man calling himself a female is the one with the illness. You shouldn't be locking up the one that's pointing out the truth. But see, truth is becoming an increasingly rare commodity as well. That's why we do this program. You know, so much of the church is wrapped up in the idea of this rapture. And I'm about to get somebody mad, but that's all right. Listen carefully. I love you to death, every one of you. Let me explain something. St. Paul warned the early church. Jesus warned the early church. Peter warned the early church. Everybody warned the early church that being a follower of Christ is not an easy thing to do. Matthew 10, verse 16. Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the councils, and they will scourge you with their in their synagogues. You shall be brought before the governors and kings for my sake, for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. Verse 19. But when they deliver you up, Take no thought how or what ye shall speak, for it shall be given you in the same hour what ye shall speak. For it is not ye that speak, but the Spirit of your Father which speaketh in you. Yeah, guess what? It's not really all up to us after all. We, we forget there's the Holy Spirit. We have all these people when you talk about these end times. All these individuals will tell you, I don't worry about the end times. Because, see, when things really get bad, I'm just going to go poof and disappear in a puff of smoke. I'll be taken away in the rapture. And everybody else will be getting the mark of the beast. Everybody else will be starving. Everybody else will be seeing warfare. Everybody else will see the bowls of wrath of God and the vials poured upon them. But me, 
because I'm in the rapture. I'm in the sweet by and by. And that is a doctrine the church never taught until recent years. And that is why so many people that claim to be Christians, that come out of the once saved, always saved mentality. And let me explain that verse real quick. I'm not going to spend a lot of time, just seconds. God will never take away your salvation. Let me say that again. God will never take away your salvation, but you will toss it away. Did you hear that? You may throw it away. Psalm 51. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. I can take you all across the Bible talking about the great falling away, and many that believe that they are of the kingdom of God are not. They will, they're, in the, they're part of the falling away. Even St. Paul talks about the hardest ones to bring back to the faith are the ones that have had the truth, walked in the light, and then rejected it and walked away. God didn't take it from them. They tossed it to the ground and walked away. A lot of people are willing to walk away from their faith today. Well, you know, if I, you know, I, I think I need to stay home. I'm going to get the coronavirus. I think I need to listen to what the state has to say. I can't worship. Statism. The state now has taken over your faith. It has taken the place of God. Peter makes it extremely clear. And there's no uncertainty in what Peter had to say. Peter said, when the laws of men interfere with the laws of God, you always follow the laws of God. But too many good Christians today wanting to get along and go along make a mockery of their faith in Christ Jesus. The state has more power. Sure, the Bible teaches to give our due respect, honor, and obedience to the state. But in so much as the state is in obedience to the laws of God. Whenever there's a conflict, God always takes precedence. God always is the one to be honored. Listen, before you tell me, well, you know, the, it's the government did this for our own good to shut us out of the churches so we would not die of the coronavirus and Jesus wouldn't infect me in communion. This is the silliness that I hear. Then you take a church like John MacArthur's, thousands every Sunday, crowded in there, and nobody died of the coronavirus. And now the state's got to pay them $800,000 in legal fees. God can win, but we don't believe that anymore. We just don't have the faith in God. We, we don't even have that mustard seed faith anymore. We look to politicians to solve our ills. How foolish can we be? 
listen, I figured out a long time ago that politicians will never fix the evils of this world. They don't have the capacity to fix it. And even if my government becomes overbearing and oppressive, I will have one thing I can always fall back upon that's always been there all the time. And that is my savior, Jesus Christ. So given the choice of a politician or given the choice of my savior, I would rather have Jesus. I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold. I'd rather be his than have riches untold. I'd rather have Jesus than houses or lands. I'd rather be led by his nail-pierced hand than to be the king of a vast domain and be
have Jesus than anything this world affords today. Than to be the king of a vast domain and be finding it hard to believe that our time for this Tuesday edition is up for today. I want to thank you for listening. Most important, thank you for letting me know that you do listen. I really believe that God has got something wonderful in store in spite of all the dark times we're facing ahead. Maybe Thursday or Friday, I'm definitely going to get in Thursday, talking more about prophecy more about what the Bible has to say about how we should live in times like these. And Friday, I believe that I'm going to spend some time remembering the events of 20 years ago. What have we learned in 20 years? Are we better off? Are we worse off? Are we safer or in more danger? I think it's time to take a very close look. If you believe in the work that we're doing here at Truth to Ponder, first, I want you to pray. I really want you to pray that God will raise up those people that he has already called to help in this work and to bring it to the next place to reach more people in more ways than I can possibly do by myself. It's not about me doing this show. It's about doing it for my Father in heaven, for the glory of his Son, Jesus Christ, being empowered by his Holy Spirit. If you want to help with the airtime and expense of this ministry, our mailing address is 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263. That's number 263. That's our secure box in Sky Valley, two words, Sky Valley, Georgia, and the zip code 30537. Again, that zip code is 30537. And until tomorrow, at the same time, may God richly bless you. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder. Shining the light of truth in a darkening world.